Well, welcome back, you guys. This is episode 21. Check me out. I remembered what episode it was. Go team. Holy shit. I know. Like Ringo's growling. He's like, episodes. yeah, mom. We're like <laughs> pretty much a quarter of the way to 100. So watch out, guys. Check us out. <laughs> no, but we have a very special guest today. Her name is Tala. And she is the first guest that we're having on that is not yet a friend of Aloe or I. We've just connected through the powers of social media, and she's completely aligned with a lot of the things that Aloe and I resonate with, and we figured, why not try something new and have a guest that is going to bring something completely unexpected to our episodes? I know. I'm so looking forward to this one. Yeah. So without further ado, you guys, this is Tala. Well, can I just start by saying thank you for sharing your beautiful platform with me. And I'm really, really, yeah, I'm really eager to always raise awareness towards well-being. This is the most important thing for humanity right now, because we're going through this angelic shift in consciousness and and just uh, raising awareness about consciousness because that's what's, what it's really about. So thank you for sharing this platform and allowing me to, you know, speak my truth. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Tala. I'm from Orange County, California. I live in Laguna Beach. I really enjoyed it. I've been here three years. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for, gosh, a long time now. And throughout my journey, I ended up transitioning into preventative health simply because I just didn't feel fulfilled. By just being a part of the process, I really wanted to be a part of the solution. So that's where I'm at now. And in that field, I was able to grow a business called Integrative Approach that's really geared towards reminding people who they really are. And by teaching them grounding methods such as deep breathing exercises, meditation, visualization, just the power of epigenetics and the power of self-healing. I love that. And that's- I do too. Punch and I are really into that. Awesome. And I really believe in preventative medicine, you know, like everything I feel like can be prevented with food and exercise and, you know, getting your mind right and your soul right. It's a full circle. Yeah. It's probably hard for you coming from like a nurse background where it's highly Mm -hmm. medical and then changing, shifting fields. You're no longer treating something. You're trying to prevent something. Well, you know, it's interesting. Because a part of me didn't want to just completely disconnect myself from my experience of nursing because it was that experience that truly formed my new perspective on well-being and health and wellness and what it really meant. Like even me for being skinny was always something that was so important and, you know, getting to the point where it's like, I don't want to be skinny. I just want to feel good. Yeah. And I you're beautiful. That. Oh my God. Um, stunning. So Wait till you guys <laughs> see her little icon that we post on the Instagram. She's gorgeous inside yeah. and out. You can just tell. After I transitioned, I realized, wow, I still want to be connected to the nursing industry. I still want to be able to help more people. I want to, I don't want to just help the people that come to me through my business because that's not really changing the system. You know, I really wanted to be a part of, even if it was just once a day, I could talk to a patient about going within, you know, like tell, tell them about deep breathing, something as simple as meditation, 
something as simple as journaling, anything that I could just maybe spark their interest towards their well-being, but like really teaching them holistic methods. And that when, when they're inspired, there's momentum. And, it, and, that's and that's, I've done my job. I've done my job there. So yeah, it's a, good, you, it's a good mix. Do you have like a little exercise that you could suggest for someone who doesn't necessarily meditate now, but might be interested in getting into it, but is intimidated by, you know, yeah. the rules of meditation, so to speak? Absolutely. Well, you know, of course that just comes down to the misconception of what meditation really is. Exactly. Meditation is awareness. So imagine you put your arm, just hold it up. Just look I'm at so it. Excited. Yeah. Just, just, just look at your arm. Okay. See the space around your arm. You know, it's there. You're aware. You're consciously aware that your arm is there. Oh, now you start to feel that your arm's getting tired. Maybe, you know, you're getting a little tingling sensation and you're aware of what's happening in this moment in the now. That is meditation. I love that. Being present and just. Being, being in full awareness. And when people start to feel like, oh, I can't calm my mind down. I can't, you know, the, uh, meditation is not about trying. It's truly wholeheartedly about letting go. And it takes practice. And, you know, a lot of people refer to the monkey mind, my thoughts, my anxiety. There's no way I can stop thinking. Well, you're never going to stop thinking. We have egos. We have, we're constantly programmed to feel a certain way. We have these belief systems that, that support those thought patterns. And they're not always positive and healthy belief systems. And we're going to get into that after, you know, we talk about meditation. Meditation is truly about sitting down. And having the truest intention to go within. Because I really, we all oh, deep sorry. down inside know that. We all deep down inside know that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. I was just going to say that I really like that kind of way of describing what it is to meditate. That it's it's less about sitting in stillness, per se, which is what a lot no. of people like imagine it is. Right. And more about being present in any given moment and hearing you explain it like that just makes a lot of sense to me. I have a very close girlfriend who we've actually had on the podcast in the past, who's helped me go through like my astrological chart and right. things like that. And she has always told me that with the way that I function with my signs and my personality, that I very well may struggle with just sitting still and in one spot for a long time and being present and aware, but say reading a book allows right. me to calm my mind down and stop thinking about other things and just live in that present moment. And that I might actually find that I have more of a meditative experience doing something like that or taking Beautiful. a walk than right. just sitting still. And I think it just, it really goes back to what you said originally is that misconception of meditation and what you have to do right. to get into the present. I love that you said that because what meditation is many things, someone that swims. And in that time, they're just focused, you know, with each stroke, with each arm, with the way they feel the weight of the water surrounding them. They feel weightless. They feel free. That's meditation. They are aware that they're alive. They're aware that they are breathing and that they're powerful. And meditation is just a practice to constantly remind you of who you really are, that you're limitless. 
in a life where we practice these beliefs that are constantly um, challenging us and we have this resistance that is just so um, overwhelming at times. And meditation is just about losing that resistance, even if it's for five minutes. If you're walking, close your eyes at one point and just take a deep breath and remember that you are here and remember that what matters to you and that is your well-being, feeling good. So thank you for sharing your experience with me because it's beautiful. It's, it really is. Well, thank you. I, I love with that. it too. Oh, sorry, Paige. Oh no, you're good. I was just saying thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggle with meditation as well. I, I remember when I was in India doing my Reiki certification two beautiful. years ago. Wow. My Reiki teacher, Deepak, if, if he's listening, he's so funny because I would fidget, like, you know, he had a bunch of us, we were doing our certification together and this was the beginning of my yoga journey. I had always practiced yoga, but this is when I actually started my teacher training and I did my, you know, the Reiki and everything. And I would just sit there and I would fidget or I would like make a noise or, you know, like my back really hurts when I meditate. Like, so I typically meditate lying down, Mm -hmm. which at first he was scolding me and just laughing. And everyone was laughing because I like Paige, it's hard for me to sit still I would yeah, rather I'm the color. same. I, I can do it lying down as well, but often fall asleep, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay, which is okay. Because I think it goes back to what Tala was saying and just being present. And that's, you know, like you said, you can't really quiet your mind, but you can start to maybe focus on your breath. For me, counting helps. Like I count in my head right. of course, and count my breaths in and out. And then the next thing, you know, I'm no longer thinking about anything. And then you're, you're just like, wow, I just did that for like 20 minutes and it felt like five. Right. And that, and it's really beautiful when it gets to that point. And I'm glad you brought up the breath because that was the next thing I wanted to, to speak about, you know, the power of breath. What does it really mean? You know, the major part of us is non-physical. The major part of us is non-physical. That force, that. that innate power that we have. We have a smart body. Our body, our cells are at our command. People, Do you have a breath uh, that you typically go to? Well, for me, there's many, you know, of course, when I first started getting into, um, and I'm, I'm so lucky to connect with another energy healer because I also too work with energy and I specialize in energy purification and breath has truly helped me clear a lot of that old energy that was just stagnant all in my sacral area. You know, it's like we have a battery there in our gut and we could recharge it and it could, it could die out. It could feel like it's dying out. And you get to a point where you are carrying so much blockages in your energy centers and your meridian pathways. And, and like you said, you know, sitting up, of course, it's very um, important to practice that, you know, spine alignment, because it's like that. I I try to teach my clients to, you know, to kind of do like a Kegel exercise when they're breathing, when we're doing going through the breathing patterns so that they could imagine that they're squeezing and shooting this light up their spine out the top of their crown chakra, just imagining it at the same time of breathing and releasing all of that stagnant energy. And we wonder why we feel so depleted. So the breath that I always go to is I like to do holiotropic breathing because it's really intense and it allows people to just release all of that energy that no longer serves them. And, and what, the Wim Hof method I love. Oh, yes. So, 
Yes. <laughs> I love Wim Hof, but what is the holy, what did you say? Holyotropic, holyotropic breathing? Holyotropic breathing. So there's a lot of different types and I kind of found with each person, it's so different. And the Wim Hof method really introduced deep breathing to me. And when I mastered that, then I started like, oh my God, what else can I do? I mean, you're practically getting high on your own supply, but when you're breathing, you're grounded and you remember who you are and you stay there. And it's so beautiful. Right. For any of the listeners, if you're not familiar with him, Wim Hof, like I feel like there, it's almost impossible that we've had an episode and I've never mentioned it before, but I guess it, right. it could be a possibility. But if you're really interested to find out about the Wim Hof method, I mean, it's super easy to Google. There is a Goop series episode about it on Netflix. So if you go to Netflix, you look up Goop and look up Wim Hof in the series, you can learn more about that breathing technique and who he is and what his journey is there. To me, that's like the most accessible, but you could also just look him up on YouTube if you want to like know more about him. Yeah, the Wim Hof method really introduces human beings to a new level of well-being because the breath is what carries you throughout your day. The breath is the spirit. And the major part of you is the spirit, the non-physical. And and there's, you know, and again, the innate power. So for example, when, you know, your listeners start to explore the world of Wim Hof, because he has an app that you could also, you know, go on his app and he has all these different types of methods. But one of, one of the things that he focuses on is, you know, you're breathing. It's like three cycles, 30 breaths, but you're breathing really fast. So it would be like. So at that pace. So imagine people are not used to breathing. People don't even know how to breathe properly. You'd be surprised. They don't even realize that they're holding their breath half the time. It's shallow. They don't open both upper and lower lobes. They, you know, we don't understand. You see these people that go diving and then they're underwater. You know how much practice it takes to expand their lungs to, just with that power and with that intention to be powerful, to feel that power that is, is running through us always. And like when you're sleeping, your lungs are expanding. You're not thinking about it. You're somewhere in subconscious la la land. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your heart is totally. beating. The blood is, the blood is flowing in the right direction. Everything is going exactly the way it should. I'm over here and- like meditating and breathing as you're talking. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because your heart is it. open and it's a beautiful process. It's really about that 60 seconds after the 30 breaths. Because when you breathe at that pace for that long with the intention to just raise your awareness to who you really are, you let go of your breath on the last exhale and you empty out your lungs and you don't breathe. Because you don't feel the urge because of all that power, that force that you're giving love and awareness to. And so and in that moment, when you're not breathing, you feel what that innate power really means. That's totally. the moment that you feel it. And then you release it and you come back. And after the three cycles, I mean, I've, I've gone up to like six, six cycles of breath. And at that point, there's been times when, you know, the holy tropic breathing, it really, you release this old energy and there's people that sob people that just release so much old energy that they just that no longer serves them and and they just we open these channels in their body again you know these blockages and it's a beautiful thing and I'm just so blessed to be a part of it because when they heal I heal have you ever heard of Osho dynamic meditation it sounds familiar so it's it's just on it thoroughly 
like when you just said about like the sobbing, it makes me think of that one mm-hmm. of this woman, Natalia, who we talk about frequently. She is an energy healer, a medium, a psychic. And I talk to her, I call them my tune-ups. I talk to her monthly, <laughs> <laughs> but she recommended last time we spoke that I do this uh, dynamic meditation with Don Juan. Our listeners are familiar with Don Juan, but uh, you know, he's one of my friends and Uh, we have some chakra healing to do. And it's like a different type of meditation. It's an hour long, but you Mm -hmm. start and you start, you start screaming and like you keep your eyes closed and you dance. And then there's like, there's five different rounds. Each round is 10 minutes. And then at the end of it, she said, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, clearly, but (laughs) she said, you know, at the end of it, most people will sob. Like it brings up old trauma and things that you need to heal from your past. And then you just let it go. And it's supposed to be really freeing, but I was curious if you had ever heard of it because we're talking about all these different types of meditation and, you know, breaking the mold on what people think meditation is. I have to try this. Yeah. There's just no limit. And the most important thing is that you are a vibratory being and there is an emotional scale. Anger is better than sadness. You're moving up. When someone, when someone screams and lets go, that's about their throat chakra. They've been holding back, never speaking their truth. That's why people get thyroid issues. That's why people get sick because they're not practicing who they really are. They're going, they're going upstream. They're not going downstream with their thoughts. They're not going downstream with their actions. And we have free choice, my friends. We could choose our freedom or we could choose our bondage. So meditation isn't anything. You know what? You guys would be surprised. For me, of course, meditation is a a daily practice. And I promote that because it truly carries you through the currents of the day and of your life. And things start to feel easier and things just come to you. And when problems arise, they don't feel as abrupt and deafening. But it comes to a point where you just need to meditate once. And you carry that through the rest of your life. Because of that one experience, because at that point, your consciousness has expanded. You, people think that it's about rules. Human beings create these rules. Ugh, it's so true. These we, we, we apply, we apply. And, and, you know, another thing is, and I, and I don't want to necessarily get too deep in, you know, I, I know it's a sensitive subject about God, like how everybody sees God, but it comes to a point where we have to remember that that is a part of us. We are a part of that source, that creative source, constantly flowing like a river of love and truth, just constantly flowing. Now we could pinch off that river, but it's there and it's flowing. Yeah, I like that. And, and meditation is truly about that. So Tala, I'm curious, um, you know, I know you said you came from a nursing background and you wanted mm-hmm. to make a shift from just doing you know, treatment care versus preventative care and, um, you know, working from like outside or like inside out kind of deal. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm curious if you had like some specific patients that you worked with that triggered your want or desire to do that, or if there was a specific experience, or if you always knew you wanted to do that, what was the kind of catalyst that caused you to make this shift? Well, you know, by nature, I'm a very nurturing person. It just always felt right to be there for others. 
And when I got to a point where I wanted to, okay, what, what is it that I want to do? I was like, oh, you know, I want to work with, with babies. I want to work in the, in the NICU and I want to nurse them back to health. And then when I got there, I realized that's not what I wanted to do. And I wanted to emergency care and I, I learned a lot. And then after a while, I started working in, you know, I, of course, you, I have, I've worked in my fair share of skilled nursing facilities and all these different types of places, mental health. And I just always felt limited. I always felt stuck in a box. I never felt like I could truly show them the compassion that I, that I had for them. I always was felt that, that there was a limit. Was that partially because of like the systems and the rules that are in place and those types Absolutely. of careers? Absolutely. Okay. Because at the end of the day, they're being told that they need this medicine. They're not mm. being taught. You know, money is not money. People look at paper like it's important. That's nothing. It's the intention behind it. Money is, that's a symbol from energy. So what, so imagine your thoughts are like money. Where are you depositing your thoughts? Which bank? What, what, you know, what, what bank are you depositing? The past, the future, Ooh, I love that. the fear. Yeah, it's important to look because that's how people could relate. It's like, you know, you're losing money here because you're losing energy. If you think about energy like money, you'd start saving it. You'd be more wise. Ugh, yes. <laughs> money, oh my god note that as the quote money. for the show if you thought of energy like money you'd start saving it or whatever it's it's i'll listen back and see what you actually just said that was Absolutely. that was gold there tala you should like i got that on you a shirt. Hey, i got millions <laughs> i got i got many more <laughs> i know but, um, this is great yeah but again going back to nursing you know i just got to a point where I don't want to see this patient, you know, he's on 80 medic. Like well, how many medications could he be on? Like, oh, is this God, even, is this even reasonable? So then when I found, when I was introduced to the world of integrative nutrition and I went to NYU and there was a program there for integrated nutrition, I just it opened my mind to just new ways that I could connect with people. And at that time, I've always known that I have empathic abilities. I always knew I was very intuitive and emotional and just connect, wanted to connect with people and in, in on a deeper level. So that's oh when, God. you know, I feel like we're just like going to be best friends now. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I, mean- I think there's a huge shift happening and people are waking up finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talk about so that nice. a lot. And, um, I love that. Like, I love that we can have a conversation about Wim Hof with a nurse mm-hmm. who does all of this type of healing work in 2021 and that I could tell probably 10 people on the street about Wim Hof and at least a couple of them would know what that is. And it's just very exciting to see this becoming uh, more part of mainstream culture. Uh, Like I really am excited to see where society goes in like this age of Aquarius and this age of enlightenment and raising our vibration. I'm I think it's going to be a very exciting time it, for our it, generation. It, it really is, ladies. And I'm so grateful. Like what you're doing, do you understand how powerful it is? Just putting me on here with you, just connecting the dots and putting it all together, making it happen. This, thank you for letting me be a part of your creation process. And now you are oh. part of mine. It's yes, a big thank deal, you. you guys. These things, like because in society, we are taught to value things and money and status and prestige and ego and all that stuff we need our ego first of all i'm a big fan of the ego simply because we need our ego to desire 
but also we also need to be smart, strategic, deliberate creators so that our ego doesn't get in our way. You know, yes. it, yeah. this is about, I want to go back to consciousness. Honestly, I, it's teaching people that living in the now, now a lot of people understand living in the moment and a lot of people say it, but do they understand what it means? This is not necessarily Ugh. just about living in the moment. It's about this living in the hits, now. Yeah. This hits me. So Paige knows I've been saying this since January 1st, like my 20, 2021 is the year of being present, like truly being present and not thinking and spiraling about the future. Because every time I think about the future, I spiral. I don't know about anyone else, but. Well, let me tell you that. And, and I'm really happy you brought that up because I'm, you're going to feel a lot better after this. Okay, good. We, we have to understand <laughs> as, as a humanity that the earth is vibrating on a whole different frequency. Now, this is our planet. That means that we, as a humanity, we also have a consciousness, but the earth has its own consciousness. It's own, but the earth responds to our level of consciousness. And we are, imagine like a big brain and that big brain is a consciousness. We are like little neurons inside the brain with our own truth, our own frequency, our own magnetic field, our own vibration. We have to be responsible for our creation process. When there's more love, when there's more compassion, the planet will respond to that. Right now, you guys see what's happening in the world. There's a lot of dirt coming to the surface and it's not for nothing. You know, the, the coronavirus, that was, that was a tool for our expansion. It was sad, but it pushed us into this level of expansion of consciousness now. So now mm -hmm. people are waking up. That's what they're calling it, right? The awakening. Oh, but there's so many awakenings. You just have to want it. You just have to yeah. want to learn more, you know? So And want to change. Yeah. And, going, and going back to the now. So living in the moment, of course, is such a beautiful idea. But what does it mean? So living in the now is different. Because when you're living in the now, we're multidimensional beings. And you are able to take those experiences from the past you learn from them, hopefully. You applied it to your present moment and you carry it into, and you, and you take what you're, all the things you're eager for in the future and you apply it to the moment. So it's all three in, in, in the moment, being omnipresent. I love that. I do too. Being what, omnipresent. What I, I want to piggyback on what you said about COVID bringing this, like being a, like, I don't know if a tool is the right word, but being mm -hmm. catalyst. A, a key moment in history Absolutely. that's being a takeoff point, right, for this expansion and this awakening. And, you know, Tala and I actually first connected on my other Instagram platform, which is my Zodiac Essentials company, which is going to be like a life wellness holistic practice platform that sells a whole variety of products and gives access to tools and books and all kinds of things. That's the end goal. But right now we just sell a couple of things and we connected through that. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to come on my podcast. Like it's totally something super interesting, but to connect to that, one of the projects I've been working on, I've had to do a lot of research on like self-care and certain types of products that go into that to build our portfolio. And one of the things that I'd found in my research, and I was shocked, is there are actual statistic data that you can look up that show how much self-care has increased 
during 2020. It's Mm -hmm. astronomical. I don't remember the exact amount, but like the bath industry has skyrocketed during this time because more people are taking baths and doing all the things to make sure they're taking care of themselves. And so when people are like, I'm, I'm, not concerned, but I'm thinking when people hear 2020 and COVID had been, you know, a start of expansion, I think a lot of people could see it as like something that actually locked us inside and was like a really negative thing for society. And in many ways it was right. I'm not going to minimize all the the very terrible things that happened during this past couple of years, but in many ways, it's also been really amazing because it's forced us all to like reevaluate what's important to us and take that time to Mm -hmm. spend with ourselves that we might not have spent otherwise. We would have just kept robotically going throughout our routines. So we've had to reassess what our routines are. We have to reassess how we go through our day and whether our jobs are actually as important to us as we thought. And Mm -hmm. um, if we're really balanced or happy in our relationships or have the best friends, you know? And I think we, people, people are finding that the silver lining is like working from home and never changing out of their pajamas. But I think the silver linings are so much more than that. Well, I'm so happy Um, that you brought that up. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say the thought of never changing out of pajama- my pajamas is like terrifying. Like, <laughs> like that sounds like my personal hell. <laughs> I'm like, oh that's my, my best day ever. Right. <laughs> and you see how the perceptions are different. Like, I'm so happy you brought that up because this, like I said, like, it, and just like you said, it forced us to face our wounds. You know, the ones that we didn't want to look at. It really forced us to face our wounds. What did it do? It forced us to stay home and possibly notice that our kid has a drug problem when we wouldn't have noticed before, perhaps, or whatever, you know? It it really comes down to, we were able to reinvent ourselves in a way too, right? A lot of, a lot. Or just even being alone with yourself. I mean, how often are we alone with our thoughts? I mean, that's part of the meditation issue that people, Mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't say issue, but it's the issue people have with meditation. It's like- Right. They start it's to go inward and they freak out. Yeah. Right. right. And that, yeah. that's the resistance. And, and that's why I'm a part of this movement. And that's why I just want to remind people of who they really are. Because I'm there too when they're there. You feel it all. And, and we're all one. That's not, just, that's not just something you say. That's something that's true. You know, the true. world, of, epi- the world of, yeah, the world of epigenetics, our belief systems, and that's another thing that I, I try to really focus on with my clients is their belief systems and how we could just start to unravel the truth, what's really for them, not what they learned. It's true. And I, yeah. I have a question, you know, your integrative sure. medicine, and I was yeah. reading just a little bit about you when I was trying to um, do the outline and everything. And of course, you say that you... Um, work with like addiction recovery Uh and integrate this light work into it. What does that look like for you? So just a little brief story. I had a dear family member of mine that, you know, faced their own battle with addiction. And when it came to light, I found myself just completely full forward, dedicated to supporting this special person. It was a long battle, many years, and it was very hard for me to and um, anyone that is an Al-Anon or anyone that is an addict or is in recovery, they understand. Or 
like a daughter yeah, of an addict. Or, yeah. Anybody, you understand that that's another level of bondage, not being able to let go. And so I got to a place where finally this dear person to me um, got to a place where they remember who they were and I see it and I'm so, and the gratitude I had for that was so great that I wanted to get into that field. So luckily there was an opening for a nursing position, a detox nurse. And I said, you know what? That's perfect because I want to be a part of that butterfly process. You know, because when I was working there, they would come in with all this darkness and shame. I was a part of that process where they, all of a sudden they started to vibe higher, started to remember who they really are. And, and that was really beautiful. And I was a part of it. I was there to teach them that, you know, relapsing is not necessarily a mistake. It's an opportunity to expand. It's another opportunity to learn. My um, friend and I often talk about that, about, you know, the darkness is an opportunity to grow. It's right. oftentimes the only time you can truly grow. Right. If everything's right. great and everything's copacetic, what's pushing you? What's your driving mm -hmm. factor? Right. Absolutely. And it's that contrast of life, isn't it? That's the, the contrast is designed for your expansion. If we didn't go through pain, how can we ask for more? You know, and, and it's well, how like, would we know what joy feels like, you know, exactly. And like, how can you enjoy the luminous moon without the dark skies? And there's a battle here, but there's a battle going on here between light and darkness. This is a deep conversation. Perhaps we could get. Oh, my God. Another, you and uh, I'm like, would hit I'm, it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've heard I, I'm aware of this war. <laughs> um, I've heard about it from multiple people, but Don Juan's Same. definitely one of them for sure. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a battle going on here and, and it, it's I feel like this battle is, is also inside of us. Like oh, we're absolutely. born with lightness and darkness in, in each other. And it's like, what do we let prevail? So the darkness is always, when the darkness looks up, they just see darkness. The light is the light. So if we're really going to get into it real quickly, when we were seated as a humanity, we were operating at a 30% of light versus the darkness. Now that doesn't seem very equal, does it? How could we have possibly survive that? Well, did, did we always? But we did. A lot of suffering, a lot of change through centuries. But then now we're at 35%. Why? Because we've expanded our consciousness. That light runs through all of us. That is the truest battle. Also, um, gender dysfunction is a big part of it. People just understand. They start to treat the woman better. Why? Because women, for ancient times, the shamans were all women. They were the gatekeepers. Oh, yeah. They were the gatekeepers. <laughs> they were the, they're the life givers. I mean, people just need to recognize that, you know, we really are the rulers of the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're the source of life. It's true. You know, I mean, it takes two to tango, right? But like we, we do the work. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our Don bodies do the that. creating. He said this like the other day, he's like the ability that you guys have to grow life far surpasses anything that males have to contribute. Really women really are like the source of life. Like punch was just saying, you know, like we create life and like men are here to protect us, but it's us who actually bear this burden or this gift, I should say, and yeah. 
exactly what you said, everyone, once they start respecting us, it's kind of like a ripple effect. So Punch and I always say, if we can change one person's life by an mm-hmm. episode on the podcast or, right. or maybe just spark change in any way, right, right. it creates this little ripple effect that will then spill in to the rest of the community, into the world. That's what it's about. That's what being a light worker is. What's a light worker? So we're talking about the, the battle between light, light and darkness, right? Because there's yeah. people that are operating in the 20, 27%. Those Oof. are the people that are doing the really bad stuff. Those are the people that are involved in, in a lot of bad things. But when it comes down to being a light worker, it's truly about rewiring beliefs that no longer serve you. It's about letting go energy that no longer serves you, truly doing the work, truly digging deep, connecting with yourself so that you can just say one thing to someone to spark their interest towards their well-being. I call it the spark and I'm happy you brought that up because I see it in their eyes and that's what I live for. That's when I know, okay, we have momentum, let's go. Let's go deeper, you know, because that's what we are. We can't create for others. We can only create for ourselves. Correct, lead by example. It's the best way to, to create change. Lead in the clarity of your example. And we're constantly learning. It's never ending. I love this. So do you have any tips for anyone that is trying to recover from addiction or any advice for anyone that is currently battling that demon, you know? Well, I think it's really important to understand that the whole concept of AA and one day at a time, it's a beautiful thing. And I have so much love and respect for that organization and what it does for people. But it also comes down to, you know, when you learn something from a teacher, you don't live with them for the rest of your life. You learn that knowledge, you apply it to your life. You learn that skill forever. Now you have that skill and you could apply it and you flourish within that skill. It's about understanding that there's things outside of being shamed. I don't want to ever offend anyone, but I feel like a lot of addicts, they wear their pain. You know, they're just so happy to be sober that they wear that pain, but they also have to be aware that they're practicing that narrative. And the more you practice that narrative, yeah. because, because let me tell you guys something. Imagine like, you know, when you reach a potential and you're like, you get there and then you reach a whole new potential and you realize you weren't even trying. Yeah. You know, you, it's just, it, there's no limit. All I'm saying is go, go to meetings, of course, connect, connect with people, help other people. That's what's beautiful about AA, the sponsorship and, and the support. But a lot of people also feel like they don't need AA and they end up, you know, not having a safety net as some may say, but it's not about having a safety net. You, you don't have to be safe from anything because you are just flowing with ease because you practice that. You practice the story of, hey, that addiction It was just a manifestation to show of what I was really practicing, my pain, the trauma, because working in addiction, one thing I learned, it's all trauma-based. Something happened to them when they were in their retainment years of their life from birth to seven or older. Something happened that, that made the pain so great. The resistance became so great that they had to numb themselves somewhere. And then we can all change our narrative. And then there's a narrative of being an addict. So my my advice if there's one thing I could tell you is that you are a magnificent human being all of you that means that you have the power to choose the reality you prefer you yeah not anybody else 
Because when you change, everything around you changes. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think that kind of taps into something. We don't have a ton more time, so I don't think we'll be able to get into it too much, but we've talked about it a bunch in our past episodes, but kind of this concept of manifestation and the more that you believe that you're going to fail, the more likely it is that you will do that. If you believe that you can't get out of a cycle, you're less likely to do it. But when you have someone telling you that like, you're going to be okay and you're going to lift yourself up and you can make these changes and you start incorporating affirmations and other things into your life that cause you to change your mindset, that that becomes your reality. Just like you are the five people you spend the most time with. You are what you believe about yourself not in a superficial way, like deep down, if you believe you're not worth it, then you won't get what you want. But if you believe that you're capable of anything, then you will have whatever you desire. Absolutely. And, and beliefs are something that I'm so passionate about because I know for myself, you know, I have a map that I just show my clients. It's them, it's their willingness. And when it comes to belief systems, I, I tell them, imagine a wall. That wall is a belief. You go to that wall. It's all you know. You get to that wall. You can't get past it. And then you choose to heal, whether it's Reiki, whether it's meditation, whether it's just going for a walk. And then all of a sudden, that wall becomes multidimensional. And you step through it. And you're on the other side of things. There's a new belief, new inspiration. You know? and, and it's A new just, narrative. Uh, exactly. I had this yoga teacher who is also one of my best friends, Chris, you met her punch. Uh, she used to say at the end of every yoga class, every day we have a choice. The choice is up to you. Choose happiness. Right. Absolutely. It's and true. It's that, it's that free will. It's that free choice. It's not that, you know, a lot of spirit is very interesting that way because spirit will guide you. You have to listen to your intuition. That broader perspective, your intuition is your power. That, that broader perspective is like, you know, when you go down a set of stairs and all of a sudden you're going to trip, but you, but you on time grab the handle. That's your broader perspective. Already knowing what to do. So if we practice that, if we're constantly taking accountability for our belief systems, what, so you have a negative emotion and a positive emotion, right? Each emotion is connected to a belief. If you have a negative emotion about something, it's connected to a belief you're practicing. What belief is that? How can you rewire that belief so that it could be geared towards your well-being now? So that you practice, you know? So, and taking accountability is so hard. It's so scary for people. Finally, it is. But it's liberation. It's how you change your life though, you know? We're creators. Through our vibration, we attract people into our lives. We create the illusion of love. They condition it. Things become conditional when we're actually who we really are is unconditional. And when they become conditional, the resistance grows and the pain. You know what I'm saying? That contrast grows. It's just, it's a whole process. So we, we take accountability and we learn the lesson and we move forward, but we don't wear it as armor. So Tala, if our listeners, I mean, obviously we're going to tag you in everything, but if they're interested in reaching out and learning more about you and what you do, what different places can they find you? 
Well, I think the easiest place would be Instagram because a lot of my work um, is on there and a lot of the awareness that's growing is on there. So if you guys could DM me, I would love to connect with all of you. Um, my information is there as well. So you guys could email me, which is integrativeapproach11 at gmail.com. I would right. love to connect with all of you guys. Such a blessing. What's your you. Instagram handle? Oh, my Instagram is Tala, T-A-L-A dot K dot Monroe. M-O-N-R-O-E. And guys, she really looks like a Monroe, if you know what I know. <laughs> like she looks like a brunette Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> if so I can, oh my God. can I just say one thing before we get off? Like I would, yeah, love, of to a, I would love to do a podcast on this whole thing this whole limiting thing about like, you can't be sexy and spiritual kind of thing. Cause it's like who we really are has nothing to do with pictures has nothing to do with the physical. And everybody has this stigma and this persona on, on Instagram, but a lot of people it's like, Oh, you can't be too sexy or else people won't take you seriously in the spiritual world. We can people do a part too, because yeah, there's so much it. more we can talk about. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to talk about that just because I feel like a lot of people you know, one time this, this girl messaged me and said, I really like what you're saying, but a girl, a, a basic chick like me can't relate to, to a girl like you or something like that. And then I, t- and I messaged her and I said, this message makes me so sad because you took a beautiful message and you turned it into separation. That's what we do as yeah. humanity. We separate yeah. each other. I said, you just called yourself by calling yourself basic and practicing that thought. What am I unique? Listen to the message. It's more, and, and, and I feel like people, I hope people wake up and use social media for not judging people and really connecting. And honestly, anyone who does choose to share their energy with me, it's meant to be. They're, they're ready for that, you know? And it's awesome. We're going to have to do a part two for sure. You guys are so um, awesome. I love this conversation. Thank you so, so much. And we, we do a, a card pull every episode. So mm-hmm. I just was shuffling and I have this beautiful Kapal incense burning. Beautiful. Um, so I separated my cards into three piles. So mm-hmm. Tala, pick, pick left, middle, or right? Left. Okay. That's where I was leaning to. That's so funny. And I'm using Colette Baron reed my favorite, our girl. Mm-hmm. We're doing the spirit animal oracle. So let's see. We always just ask, you know, what does the collective need to hear? And holy shit, I just flipped the card. And every month, every, every week, Paige, <laughs> um, every week it's so on point. <laughs> I'm laughing because the last episode that we aired, the girl was like, oh my God, that's so on point. And I'm like, at least someone said it other than aloe. This <laughs> well, this one I pulled is Panther Spirit and the card, holy shit. So this is Panther Spirit, reclaim your power. It takes courage to face challenges. And right now, Panther Spirit is here to say that you are braver than you think. Now is the time to take a risk and step into a different aspect of your being. Speak as you have never spoken before. Act as you have always dreamed you might have the courage to act. Love fearlessly and fully and expect to feel the adrenaline rush as you are initiated into a new, braver, bolder self. Panther Spirit says the time for dreaming about what you want to do is giving way to that first courageous act towards reclaiming your Panther Spirit and power. Your new identity may feel strange at first, but you have what it takes and your soul wants this. Be brave, be bold. Beautiful. 
Amazing. Right? So powerful. It's kind of everything what we were just saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Spirit, for that message. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. I appreciate you dearly and your mission. Oh, and we so appreciate you. To be a part of it, and I hope that we could dive in. I, myself, would love to start a podcast very soon. Thank you so much. You guys, amazing. Thank you again, and till next you. time. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, you guys, this was so much fun. I feel like for a first episode with a new friend, this was really like such a great experience. And I feel like we actually stayed more on topic than usual, which was cool. <laughs> and interesting. Um, yes. But I don't think I did my tagline, which is don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And what, Aloe? And don't forget to share everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, every week we watch our numbers and our listenership climb. You know, I was talking to my boss today who still hasn't listened. I don't know what she's afraid of. She thinks I talk about her, but I don't only good things. But she was saying that her neighbors listen to us punch and they love the podcast. She said, yes, she said they know us. No, she, and she was like, they look forward to it every week. I was like, what? <laughs> so Stop it. it's, it's really nice to know that, you know, we may think no one's listening, but there's people out there. And I think that this episode was so powerful in the sense that, you know, we're talking about life-changing things and preventative medicine and things that you can do. Like, I mean, in the beginning when she was talking about breath work, I literally was just like meditating and vibrating and flying high. And I think that, if we can spread that to like two people, we've done our job. So just share yeah. for us guys, if you, you know, if you found this episode helpful in any way, just give us a like, give us a review, give us a share. Yeah. Even and- just like um, a comment on our Instagram page, you know, um, I'm learning a lot. We might have my colleague Greg on to talk about increasing engagement and following on social media. Cause I know a lot of people like look to build their businesses and their brands that way. And engaging on people's platforms is really the best way to help them out with getting their recognition and getting their names out there. So we always love if you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. But if you're listening, you're probably already doing that. So if you really want to help us out, share us, tag us, go on our posts, leave a comment, you know, show us the love that way. We would super appreciate it. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week. Love you. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.